as we've been going through, as I said, through this, this message of breakthrough, when you think about this idea of breaking through something, the imagery of a marathon has kind of come into my mind. You know, as you, you look at those scenes as that the people are running and, and maybe it's that, you know, that everything kind of goes in slow bow and the last people in the line, and they're trying to get through, you know, the last, the finish line, literally the last line with the ribbon and everything. And there's that last hustle through. And when we think about this idea of breakthrough, a lot of the times it's not only what happens in the beginning and the end, but it's also what happens in the middle. Now, I'm not a marathon runner. I actually think people who run for fun are crazy, all right? Yeah, there are some people in this house that I got an amen on that, all right? But honestly, I actually admire them to a certain extent. I don't get it, but man, the work that's involved in putting something on the calendar and having a goal and training for that day in and day out and being able to accomplish something like that, there's something that is exhilarating in that, right? But in the beginning of the marathon, when you finally get that you've trained and you're on the day, you're super excited, you're waiting for the gun to go off and you're going to start running, there's that moment of excitement. You've made that decision. You're going to push through. You're going to do that marathon. But there are stages in the midst of that marathon that aren't so pleasant. There's a shock. There's hitting the wall. There's that sense of like, you're in the middle of that run and you're wondering yourself, was I insane? What was I thinking? I've got a friend who actually ran a marathon. Um, it was right basically around the time when we had that cold spurt again. It's supposed to be spring, but winter returned for the third time, third winter. And it was like probably, well, it was below zero. I don't know exactly the temperature. And he was like going up and thinking, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do this. I'm just going to go home and go back to my warm bed. But he made that decision. No, oh, I've dedicated this. I'm going to do it. He luckily didn't get frostbite, didn't lose any fingers. But there's that sense of pushing through in something. So like I said, I'm not a marathon runner, but there have been moments that I've decided to push myself. And, and I want to share a story a little bit about, I think that you'll be able to empathize or to, to help you kind of bring this, this point home. When I was um, about in my early 20s, you know, I, I had been working in the marketplace. I'd, I'd left um, or I'd graduated the first time in Bible college and was still trying to discover what my calling was. And I went back to where I grew up in my teenage years and, and started working in sales and retail as a manager. And at the end of that time, God had been calling me back to go back into to school, to go into ministry. And so I had this great opportunity right before I left that the youth group I had been working with and the, the small group of guys I been working with that they had actually um, invited me and asked me to speak at the camp that we're bringing a whole youth group and there's a few other youth groups that were coming as well. So it was this great privilege to go and to be able to be a part of what was going on in this camp and to be able to not only speak into the lives of the group of guys that I had been walking with, but also a larger scale on that. And so it was this first opportunity for me really that I actually had, you know, other than, you know, speaking sometimes at our youth ministry that, you know, God was bringing me to that next level. There was something unique about this camp was we actually had two speakers. It was myself and there was another speaker. Um, and, and the idea was that was, there was going to be a male and a female speaker. And because what we wanted to do throughout the week was actually um, divide up the groups and have, you know, unique experiences. And there was two excursions that we did with the guys. One was uh, a canoe trip and the other one was a mountain bike trip. And the mountain bike trip, you know, I thought to myself, like, you know, I wasn't out of shape I mean, I was a shape, but I mean, as a young guy, you know, I, I at least still had a metabolism at that point. Somewhere in my mid-late 20s, that kind of took a vacation, and then doing youth ministry with like pizza and McDonald's, it all kind of went downhill from there. But um, 
but I, 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 I had a good metabolism. I wasn't out of shape, but my, you know, my cardio, that longevity, thinking about this idea of doing a 20-some kilometer, you know, mountain bike trip was like a little bit petrifying to me, you know, and so I was like, I need to start training, and so I got on my, I got a mountain bike, and I started training on this because I wanted to be ready for it, and I was doing pretty good, you know, and so um, I thought I was going to be prepared for what was going to come next, and nothing could have prepared me for what was going to come next. And so the idea was we're all, the, this camp actually, you know, would buy these mountain bikes. It was part of what they did. And so we got on these bikes, we traversed up the, these mountains, and then the idea was that we're going to be about halfway through the travel, so about, you know, so it was about 24 kilometers. And so there was about 12, we would stop, we'd have this great view. And then I was going to actually give a talk. And then after the talk, we'd, you know, we'd have lunch, we'd get back on our bikes, and we'd head back towards the camp. Now, about probably in the last couple kilometers, and especially the last kilometer, some things had started to happen. And the big thing was is that I ran out of water. So we, you know, we, were, we had water going and things like that, and some of the kids ran out of water, so I was getting the water. I had one of those like camel packs as a backpack. I was overprepared, but I still ran out of water. And I had hit the wall probably about four kilometers before that. And I remember thinking, like, we're on a straight end. I know the camp is about a kilometer away, and I'm just pushing through and just going, like, every ounce of my body, every part of me that was saying, just give up, right? I'm biking there, and I'm just thinking to myself, just one more pedal, just one more pedal, just one more pedal, just one more pedal. But every other part of me was just going, you know what? It wouldn't be so bad if I just stopped pedaling, fell over, and just died here right now, and Jesus, you can take me now. Right? There's this conflict that was going on, my body and my brain thinking like, okay, but the goal is if I can just make it to the camp, thinking maybe I'll have a shower, maybe I'll just go to bed. I don't know, like, because I was both really sweaty, but I was also super tired. But if I could just make it to the camp, then I can ditch the bike, I could have a shower, and I can sleep for like three weeks straight. But in that moment, there was this warring inside of my brain of what I was trying to accomplish and everything that was pressing against that. And in that moment, in that last kilometer, the only thing that I was thinking about was one more pedal, just one more, just push one more, just push one more. And sometimes in our life, as we're looking and thinking about and believing for a breakthrough, like, it's not that if the trials will come, it's when the trials will come. Now, maybe that is self-doubt, the, you know, the, the voices in your head, the experiences that you've had that are thinking, you're never going to make it. Why, why even believe for this? Like, you're not worth it. Or maybe it's the circumstances that are surrounding in your life that are holding you back. You're hoping for that breakthrough, but the things that are getting into your way are slowing you down. They're holding you down. They're, you're tired. You're ready to quit. Or maybe... It's actually the enemy, the demonic, the evil in the world that is actually not wanting you to see that breakthrough because if you can go to that next level, it's going to have less hold on you, keeping you captive. If you can break through those chains, then you can really start going. I was sharing with the staff, we are talking about momentum and inertia. You know, as you think about a breakthrough, think about this idea of like a merry-go-round, right? Now, who remembers a merry-go-round? And we're going to age some people here because I don't think they make these things anymore. Like, so when you're a little kid, you're like six years old and you, you got this, this steel made, you know, everything in the, in the playground back then was made of steel, right? Like you go down the slide and it's hot, like you lose skin 
when you're going down, like, that was living life. Like, you're living on the wrist. Now everything's nice and cushy and protected, which is not a bad thing. But, but you're, 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 as a six-year-old, you're going and you're grabbing this merry-go-round, and you start pushing this thing. When you start pushing it, it takes a lot of effort. Because this thing is, it weighs a ton, right? And you're, as a, as a little kid, trying to push this, it takes a lot of effort at first. But as you start getting that thing going, it takes it easier and easier as you're pushing through. And you finally get to that place where that thing starts really get going. You grab both ends of those, you plant your feet, and you hold on to dear life. And if you've got one of those friends, they just keep pushing it to see how long you can last, because as the momentum goes, it can really throw you off. And sometimes in our life, that's what happens. We've got the things where we need to press in and we need to push harder. And there's other moments when it's just simply like, I need to hold on to what's going on and ride this wave. And so as we think about it, as we're believing, it's not if we're going to face trials, but when. There's this great passage in James. There's a few other places in Romans that says the same idea of perseverance. But James puts it this way, that consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds because, you know, the testing of your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be complete, not lacking anything. And if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. But when he asks, he should not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea who's blown and tossed by the wind. And then a few verses later... It says these words, and if we want to put up the slide, it says this. It says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. I want to camp on this one verse, and I want to share two ideas that I think when we look at this idea, we're pressing through in believing for a breakthrough, and breakthrough believing in our life. The first is this, that you never give up. Last week, Pastor Jackson talked about prayer. He talked about the parable of the persistent widow who's going back to this judge and is knocking and saying, I need justice, I need justice, I need justice. And the, the purpose of that parable wasn't to say that God looks like this or this is how we should pray, but simply this idea of perseverance and never give up, to press in. Because it's in that moment, like when we're riding that bike, as, as much as it was tempting for me to obviously fall over and to just want to give up, obviously that would have accomplished nothing. If anything, that, you know, like literally that's over, you're done. Like I, I, at some point, I'm still going to have to get up and walk. So you need to continue to press in. And sometimes I think this becomes the hard thing because when we have that conflicting and warring thing on our mind, when we're really having to push through, when it seems like that merry-go-round is losing momentum and inertia, I don't have any more strength to keep pushing. I just, I'm done. I'm just done. But it's in those moments, it's in those moments that we can't give up. Now, that doesn't mean always that not giving up means, or never giving up means trying harder. It could mean taking a position, taking a posture of relying on God. It could mean finding other people that you trust and understanding you do that actually are going to help you carry you through. See, it's less about so much the effort of what you're doing, but it's the posture you're taking and the mentality of believing. See, belief and faith have a very kind of this conjoined 
you know, two sides of the same coin, that they're, they're looking to this idea that faith is action, but belief is, is, is this, this idea of keeping your eyes on the prize, not taking your eyes off of what Jesus wants. We're going to get into a verse later to declare over you, he's talking about that, that our, that our, that our attention is placed on Jesus, who is the beginning of our salvation and the one that carries us through. See, I, I, I preached this message a ways back called Don't Fight Fair. And it's this idea that we have this unfair advantage. See, the, the idea isn't that we're pressing through in our own strength, is that we have this supernatural, the power in the name of Jesus that we just sung to press us through. We have a community, a cloud of witnesses to be able to cheer us on, to support us, to push us through, and ultimately that 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 we have this Holy Spirit, that we have the, the tenacity, the belief, the gaze, the faith to move forward. But the big thing is this. To never give up is to press in, is about faith. And I said this at the beginning about breakthrough living, that actions speak louder than words. It's about what's that next step? It's not so much worrying about what the next 10 steps are. It's just simply about what's my next step. And the best way to look about this is sometimes when we never give up, it's simply to take a position of rest and ask God, what is my next step? So a lot of times when you read a passage like this and having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life, talking about that pressing through, that perseverance, that never give up, that we think it's just like when I find opposition, I just need to push through. I spent the last uh, few months coaching a U9 soccer team. It's like herding cats, right? Like, and they're a great group of kids. There's a lot of really talented, you know, soccer players there, or as, as our European friends would say, it's football. And that's how it should be said, is football. Sorry. But what I thought was interesting, we're working through with our offense and our attackers, is that they would take this ball and they would just try and push through the defense, Right? They take the ball and they just keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing. And there's some moments where you just need to attack and you need to get on that ball and you need to push through. But as that person who has that ball, there's one of their wingmen that are going up to the side and it'd be a whole lot easier instead of trying to push through three defensemen because at, at U9, they, they don't really have a lot of strategy, right? So the, all three of the defensemen are going on the one guy on the ball, which then all you need to do is kick that ball and lobby it to somebody else. In that teamwork... They're stronger together as a team than one person just trying to push through. And so as you are thinking about and believing about that, it's less about thinking about, well, how do I just ram through this so it can make through? But it might be just going, God, what, what, what is my next step? It might mean to go, I want you to stand firm. I need you to rest in me. I need you to go and rely on your small group. I need you to push through and take this step. I need you... See, when we are informed with this unfair advantage of what God wants for us, then he can guide our paths and what we're doing. But the big thing is this, that a person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So never giving up is believing and keeping our focus where God is leading us. I love how the analogy put it like this, that imagining yourself walking through a junkyard or a dump and Jesus is where you're headed and he's standing at the end of this this junkyard and you're walking through these things you're walking through the junkyard 
And you can be focused about all the junk that's around you, but if you keep your eyes on Jesus and you're walking through there, though there are all of this trash around you and all this brokenness around you, that your attention is ultimately on Jesus. So there, even though there's the, the circumstances that you are focus on Jesus, or have you ever done that, that group exercise where you're like blindfolded and there's all of these like obstacles that you're trying to go through and you're walking and then you've got one person who's actually telling you how to do it and then you have all these people on the side that are yelling and trying to confuse you. The thing that is what life is like, but if we can focus ourselves and learn to hear Jesus' voice, that all of the warring imageries, all of the obstacles, all of the noise and the voices that are trying to trip us up, trying to get us off track, trying to make us give up, that we can focus on Jesus, learning to pray, that breakthrough praying, that we can then press through. And that's the ultimate thing. It's not so much about that you just need to press through. It's learning about hearing what Jesus is trying to do, keeping your attention onto him and letting him lead you through the obstacles, lead you through the junkyard. So the first thing is that, never give up. Don't stop pressing through. Even when you are ready to give up and ask Jesus, what's the next step? The second thing in this idea of breakthrough believing is this idea of, go to the next slide, don't waste the middle. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. See, the author here, and and Paul says a similar thing into Romans, and Jesus is our example on that, is that it's not just about the end goal. When we look about this idea of breakthrough believing and we're going and looking for that breakthrough, if all you ever think about is the breakthrough, all you're ever thinking about is the result and that is the only thing that, that, that has gain in it, you're going to miss all of the opportunity of what it's like going through the journey itself. Like I said earlier, just quoted earlier in this passage, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. It seems so counterproductive. Why would I want to face trials? Because the testing of your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be complete, lacking nothing. If you try and find the shortcut in this journey, if I can just bypass the trial, bypass the hardship, bypass the circumstances, and just get to the end goal, that's all that matters. <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. See, part of that process is that when Jesus is asking you to walk through those obstacles, asking you to focus on him, going through the junkyard, as you're taking the steps, this actual journey is part of your development so that you can become the person who can handle the next stage, the breakthrough. And not just whatever that next trial might be, the next weight, but also the blessing. So we forget sometimes that if I can just have blessing, then I'll make everything good. Ask the majority of statistics of people who win the lottery. They go bankrupt because they don't actually have the capacity. They haven't developed into the person who can actually handle all of that blessing at once. They don't have the maturity. They don't have the skill set. They get all of this funding, and not only do they lose it all, but they go in debt because they've now launched themselves into a higher standard of living that they can't sustain, and because when the money runs out, they're unable to to go back down, and so they have to continue this mindset and the sustainability, but they've never developed into the person to be able to handle that. 
And so as you're praying, as you're seeking, and as you're walking and looking and believing for a breakthrough in your life, don't waste the middle. Because it's in that place that you, God is forming you and developing you. Maybe some of the, I'll just finish the sentence, forming you and developing you into the person to be able to receive the breakthrough that you're going to receive on the other end. Now let me be clear. I am not saying that every trial, every circumstance that you face is God-ordained in the sense that God did it to you, okay? I want to be very clear about that because here's the thing. If there's illness or there's hurt or there's things that have happened to you or you've done things as well, that's not God saying, hey, you're going to have to go through this so I'm going to give you cancer. That's not how it works. But, and here's the big but, God has this amazing tendency to flip what we've done, where we've created or the, the, the ugliness of the world and turn it on its head and use it for his good. That God is working all things out for our good. So he takes the whole mess of the world, all the circumstances, God places some of those things because he knows he wants us to grow, he wants to make sure that we can do these things. You know, we, we have a little 10-month-old right now and you're just like, you can't wait for him to walk and then when he suddenly starts walking, you regret that decision immediately. But you're pushing him, right? You're like, oh, hey, let's put something in his way where he actually has to let go and start walking because you want to see your children grow. And so there are moments where God are going to put things into your path because he wants to see you go to that next level. And to be able to get to that next level, you need to go through these trials. But there are other circumstances where things are placed into it. It could be circumstantial. It could be in things in your own mind. It could be the enemy. It could, there are all these other things and God's going to go, no, no, you know what? Don't worry about it. I got it. I got this. I got this. That famous passage, you know, walking through the valley of the shadow of death, that Jesus goes with us in that. We have to go through those valleys, but Jesus knows the path. He knows every step. He knows how to, to, to utilize these things, the things that have been happening to you, the things that you've done. He goes, it's okay, it's okay. Don't panic. I can use this. I can use this. But the big thing in this is two things when you say don't waste the middle. The first is that once you're in the midst of it, don't just view these circumstances, these things, as things to be avoided or things that are just simply bad. But I started asking God again. See, this is why this, you know, breakthrough praying was so important because once you're going through the trials in your life and the valleys and you're looking for that breakthrough and you're believing for it, the biggest thing you can do is surround yourself with the presence of God his leading, and also his people because that's the place where you can start navigating. So once you're into the middle of this thing, don't waste it. Start seeking God's will. Ask yourself, how is this going to build me up? How is this going to challenge me? What do I do with this? And so though it's hard, though you don't, may not celebrate all the things, and, and I'm not asking you guys to be masochists. They're just going, yay, another trial. That's not, no. But to know that no matter how this entered into your life, this can be used to bring you to that breakthrough. But the other thing is this, as you're pressing forward and making sure that you never give up, you know what? Take a moment and look back. Because what happens when you're in the middle of something, right? You're in a raging storm, you're in the middle of an ocean, you don't know where land is going to be, you've left and gone somewhere back far, the, 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 the winds are blowing, the rain is coming down, the water is raging, 
you wonder to yourself, like, how much further do I need to go? You're in the midst of the forest and you're thinking, how am I going to press through? You're in that moment as you're continuing to press through. One of the greatest ways as you're continuing to walk towards the breakthrough that you're believing for is to take a moment and look back. So often and on, as I chat with people, it's just like, oh, I just can't get there. I, I screwed up again. I stumbled down another time. And it's like, well, wait a second. But take a sec. Look how far you've come. Take stock in what, where God has brought you already. You know, when I think about when I'm doing that, that mountain bike trip and I have one kilometer left, that one kilometer feels like a lifetime. But I just did 23 kilometers. Depressing through in that, all of that moment. And so as you get discouraged, even in that last kilometer, that last mile, that last stretch, and you're not even sure where the finish line is, take a moment to look back and allow God to speak. Look at what we're doing. Look at what we've accomplished in the midst of this. We don't need to rush. The breakthrough is going to come in its right moment. We don't need to rush. So, one last thing. One last thing as we think about this breakthrough in our life is you need to have, don't put the slide yet, we need to have the right gear. One thing that I didn't share yet in this story was as I was prepping to go to camp and I was you know, thinking about my messages and getting everything ready and, and moving forward, I, I forgot one key thing. I didn't bring any shoes. It was summer, I had flip-flops and Crocs, but I didn't have any sneakers. And on the canoe trip, who cares, right? You're sitting and you're paddling. It's all mostly upper body strength. You're using some of your core, but I was thinking to myself, oh no, I don't have any shoes. What am I going to do? Well, I've got flip-flops and Crocs, right? Like, both of them are not an ideal situation, but Crocs probably a little bit better than flip-flops. Well, I learned really quickly it didn't matter. So it was great at first. You're driving, you know, I've got all this, you know, like, um, basically airflow through this, my footwear, kept me cool. But the moment my Crocs got wet, I might as well had nothing on my feet. It actually took 10 times more effort because my feet kept slipping and going and getting sticky and gross. The, one of the reasons why I actually ran out of energy and I was using more water than I needed was because I was exerting 10 times more energy than I had if I would have had sneakers. And so as you're on this journey, not only do you need to not give up, not only do you not need to waste the middle, but man, if you had the right equipment, maybe the journey wouldn't be so hard. And so I want to challenge you guys with three things, three areas in your life as we think about what we just finished with in this whole entire message series for right equipment. And if you walk out of here and you're thinking to myself, that sounded great, I want to break through believing in my life, I'm trying to believe, I've got faith, I'm pushing through but you don't have the right equipment, it's always going to feel like you're hitting a wall. And so here's three things. We put up the next slide of wearing the right gear. The first is this. When we're looking for a breakthrough in our life and believing for it, we need new actions. New actions in your living. New action in your giving, in your praying, in your inviting, in your believing. See, as a believer, as I said in the, be- the beginning of this message here, and I just said now, actions always trump words. Actions speak louder than words. We can know in this hope and we believe in our minds, where it starts in the transforming of our mind, believe about the truth of Jesus, and we can hope for a breakthrough in our life. 
But if we don't start walking it out in faith, we're never going to get there. So we need new actions. Well, if you're wondering about living, giving, and praying, we have these, I'm not, I'm not going to unpack those things because we literally have three messages that just unpack those things. To go back, go on YouTube, get onto our website, listen about those, or listen to them again. But also there's this action of inviting, right? It's not just about us, but if we believe in faith, the things that we hold in our life and the hope is also about inviting others into this journey. And we just talked about this, this great opportunity in Canada Day, but Canada Day is going to launch into a whole new series called All In. If you want to break through in your living, you need to get all in. And if you're not sure how to do that, make sure you are here as many Sundays as you can be. And if you're in this, in this city and in town, that you are here for this summer series because we're going to show you what it means to be all in, thinking about the right equipment, what it means to live, how to walk out in that faith. But you need new actions. And you're living, you're giving, you're praying, you're inviting, and you're believing. And go back to those messages here. But also, you also need new experiences. What happens a lot of the times is that as we're walking through, we need this like jolt of energy. You know, as, as marathoners, they hit um, a shock point where they are low on electrolytes or low on water or they need carbs and they actually carry that with them. Because without that energy, without that boost into their life, they could crash real quick. If you're just trying to run a marathon with no water, no electrolytes, and no gel packs for your carbs, you, you ain't going to get far. You know, when I ran out of water, that made that last kilometer so much harder. So we need new experiences. First, starting with Sunday. If, you're this, if you are here today and you're not a person who consistently feeds themselves, receives in the moments on a Sunday morning, let me challenge you. That's the first easiest step is to be consistent on your Sunday morning joining. I don't want to say attendance because it's not, it's not an event where you come and you're passive, but you are participating, you're receiving, you're a part of something bigger than yourself. That's the first place, the easiest place in the right equipment in this new experience Sundays. Holy Spirit encounters, we just did one of these this last week. That if you need that new Joel to take in that next level and thinking about how do I hear from God? How do I experience him? To be joining those type of events, make sure that you sign up for things like that. We've got a soul care event coming in August. We're going to be running them again in the fall, but there's this intensive, it's four days, where you can come learn all the right principles, experience God in a new way, and to break through in some of the things that are holding you back, the things that are not so much there to help you grow, but the things that are entangling you, that are tripping you down, they're the crocs in your life that are causing you to make it ten times harder to find that breakthrough. And also, we're going to be announcing this in the summer, but I'm, I'm, I'm revealing it now, is that we have our Gateway Academy. To be keeping your eyes open for this, there's going to be announcements on the Sundays. They're going to be launching it on the website. The Pastor Martin is, is starting a discipleship pathway or discipleship track and learning to be a Christian, but more so than anything, if you're that person who's like, man, I wish I could have taken the time to go to something like Bible college and get this foundation in my life, that that's what we're launching into the fall it's like the academy where you're going to be able to get all of that idea in, a, in, a, in, in an easy way and that it's not going to break the bank like going to school. But you can get that foundation to be able to find that breakthrough in your life. And the last thing is new relationships. Man, can I just say this? You cannot do this on your own. You can't. It's impossible. Maybe you think to yourself, oh, I can do it. But no. You know what? I want to call that out right now. The first thing 
in all of creation that God says wasn't good was that man was alone. Man was alone. God said, this isn't good. The whole entire creation story, this is good, this is good, this is good. Man, Adam needs a friend. He's not going to be able to do this by himself. This isn't good. Let's make him a helper. Our two greatest ways in doing this is in groups and in teams. All right? In groups and in teams. To find some of that stuff out. To take that next step. Get in a group. Get on a team. Get in community. Have people lifting you up. Walking with you. Developing that relationship. Knowing who you are as a person. So that as you're walking through the trials in life. That you can get to that breakthrough. So here's what I want you guys to do this morning. There is a connect card in the front of your seats. We're going to do something a little bit different. Than we usually do with our connect cards. So everybody I want you to pull this out right now. Pull out a connect card that's in the front of your seat. And grab a pen. I want you to write your name. I want you to write your email. But on the bottom of it where it says phone number, this is where the action step is going to be. All right? We want to stand with you. I'm going to get you guys to stand. And we want to stand together in believing for a breakthrough in your life. And maybe you've been believing for a breakthrough in your life. I want you to write that out. Or maybe you've been believing and God has given you that breakthrough. We also want to hear about that. We want to know the journey you're on. We want to know your story. We want to help you and walk with you and to come alongside you. So if you're in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the walking through, and you're looking for a breakthrough, I want you to write just a simple sentence. What that break, it could be one word. What that breakthrough is. Or maybe you have received that breakthrough and you're at the other end of it and you're looking back and we want to celebrate with you to write out what that breakthrough was. And again, it could be one sentence, it could be one word, just something that we can connect with you. But also, if you're interested in any of these things, in the Soul Care, in the Gateway Academy, in groups or in teams, to write that on there so that we can connect with you and help you take that next step in your life. And so I'm going to invite the band to come up and I want to declare something over you guys. But as we're doing that, and here, here's what's going to work. You're going to fill this Connect card. And as we close the service, the worship's going to happen. And then Pastor Jackson's going to come back up. He's going to close the service. And he's going to pray for our offering. And as things go out, there's going to be an usher. He's going to be holding a bucket. And they're, they're going to be taking the offering as you're going out. You can grab that Connect card and you can drop it into that bucket. And then walk back out knowing and believing that you've taken a step towards breakthrough believing. So you continue to fill that out. I want you guys to stand up, and we're going to declare something over you guys, and I want you to grab that connect card, either being a step towards breakthrough, one of these action steps and wearing the right gear, or a prayer or celebration for a breakthrough in your life. If we could pull up the last slide with this verse. It's interesting in uh, the author of Hebrews, this whole thing is about breakthrough. But it also just encapsulates everything we just talked about. All right? I want you guys to just take this connect card and put it up in the air. I want you to take a sense of of receiving. And I want to declare this verse over you guys as you're believing for a breakthrough in your life. And so this is what the author of Hebrews says. and, And as I declare this, let this flow over you like a prayer. Let this flow over you like a prophecy. Let this flow over you like a declaration of truth in your life. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded 
by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you, so that you will not grow weary and not lose heart. Holy Spirit, we just pray upon this room. We pray upon these people that are believing for a breakthrough in their life. We just ask, Holy Spirit, that you challenge us in the areas in our life that we need to take steps. Show us the area that we need a breakthrough in our life. Show us the areas that you have shown up so that we can celebrate together. Don't let us leave this place with undealt with business. Let us have the courage and the faith and the tenacity to take whatever that next step that you're calling us. Holy Spirit, reveal that right now in our minds. Reveal it now. Holy Spirit, what would you have to show us right now? And as we stand that we believe in this declaration that we are believing for a breakthrough in our lives, that we're believing for a breakthrough in our church, that we are believing for a breakthrough in our city, that the name of Jesus would be famous, that the name of Jesus would have power, that the name of Jesus would be declared on high, that we know he sits on the throne room and we have that access to that throne room and the, 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 the power that comes with that authority. So as we declare this, I just pray this upon these people in the powerful name of Jesus Christ by his death, resurrection, and ascension. As you say this last thing that you know you are declaring together, all of God's people said, amen. Let's worship God.